Paul could have given Timothy the entire description of the full armor of God that he wrote about in Ephesians. And I'm certain he wasn't saying, Timothy, when I wrote that circular letter to the churches, I gave a list of six things. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. Really, the only ones you need are the shield of faith and the breastplate of righteousness, which leads to a good conscience. No, I'm sure that wasn't the message. I believe Paul knew that in the future, Timothy and the church where he served would need some extra resource in the faith department. Paul was writing as moved by the Spirit of God and the fact that God knows what we are going to need before we do. Well, I bet that's why it's written. Timothy, hold on to the faith. But he was writing about the faith and not just saying, have faith. What matters is not the amount of faith. What matters is who or what that faith is placed in. We can't live without faith. It's what allows us to move out of the analysis of paralysis. If we wait for everything to be perfect before we take action, we'll never accomplish anything. Things are never perfect. There's no ideal time to do anything. And if the timing is perfect, there's no need for faith. Last summer, the forest fires in British Columbia were worse than I can ever remember. We're miles away from them, but even the hallways in our condo smelled of smoke and were getting cloudy. When we looked from our deck, the hills and the mountains that are just a few hundred meters away were shrouded with smoke. While our air quality index is typically 1, on August 9, 2021, it was 11, the worst that I could remember. I remembered spending several days at Jackson's Point Conference Center in the late 80s with Peter Wagner. Peter had many great stories and jokes I've retold over the years, and I've usually given him credit. Anyway, we were on the shores of Lake Simcoe in Ontario, and the weather was beautiful. Bright sunshine, hardly a cloud in the beautiful blue sky, and Peter said, If you notice me sometimes beginning to panic a little up here, it's because I'm from Los Angeles, and we don't trust air that we can't see. Well, Every day, we trust air that we can't see without thinking about it. Without faith that it's safe, we wouldn't take another breath or another drink or another bite of anything. We can't live without faith. But what we put our faith in makes all the difference. All that matters is that you believe really doesn't cut it. So when Paul says, hold on to faith. He's got to be talking about holding on to faith in God, the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Faith that he is faithful and trustworthy. Trust that he has a wonderful plan for your life, that salvation is real, that Jesus really did die on a cross for the forgiveness of your sin, and that you receive it by acknowledging that you're a sinner who's saved by grace. Don't ever let go. And of course, sometimes we need to hold on to faith because our circumstances are screaming out that it's all a lie. When you or a loved one gets sick or someone very important lets you down or you're discouraged because things aren't going as well as you need them to go, don't let go of faith in the one who calms the sea. Keep praying, our Father, give us this day our daily bread. Do you remember how much faith we need?
There's an account in Matthew 17 where a man brings his demon-possessed son to Jesus, asking for healing for his boy, and telling Jesus that he had brought him to the disciples, but they could not heal him. Jesus was frustrated. You unbelieving and perverse generation, how long will I stay with you? How long will I put up with you? He then heals the boy. Disciples didn't ask right then. They waited until they could ask in private, why couldn't we heal this boy? Wouldn't you love to have been there when Jesus replied, because you have so little faith? Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Seriously, Jesus? They didn't even have faith the size of a mustard seed? They're like one to two millimeters in diameter. That's about the thickness of a dime. Yikes. So with very little, almost zero faith, the disciples could do nothing. But with only a little, the thickness of a dime, you can move mountains. Nothing will be impossible for you. Here's what I'm thinking. It's not far from a dime's worth to nearly zero, and the level of effectiveness drops to nearly zero. It's also not far from nearly zero to a dime's worth and suddenly nothing will be impossible. What a difference your faith makes, but even more, what a world of difference the object of your faith makes. It's not your faith that does it, is it? It's the Lord. So two words of advice. Number one, hold it. Number two, grow it.